When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight, we will witness the most anticipated match in professional Morgan's boxing. I know my hands Fighting out of the blue corner, weighing in at 120 micrograms, the featherweight world champion of the world, the floating featherworm! I float like a dust particle, but I sting like a bee. And out of the red corner, weighing in at 125 micrograms, the little leaf that needs no introduction because he's found all over the world and all over my kitchen floor, the Prongalong! It's your turn to burn, Worm. Well, it looks like the officials are ready, the judges are ready, the fighters are ready. Are you... Fight some Morgulons, y'all. I got a mean left jab. I don't even know what that means. But, um, yeah. Thanks for joining me today to fight these Morgulons. Stay tuned. let's talk about something really useful how to charm worms out of the ground and out of your face nobody knows I don't even know if they are worms (laughs) how to charm worms out of the ground the art of worm grunting August 15th 2014 in Smithsonian magazine there are a few tried and true ways to get worms for fishing Wake up at the crack of dawn and try to catch them on the dew-covered grass or buy a can either from a bait-and-tackle shop or from one of those converted soda can machines. Worm vending machines. Just what the world needs. But there's another way to catch worms. Get them to come to you. How? Get morgulons. No. How? Worm grunting. Yes. In a video, in the video above, there's a video, guys. The Associated Press's David Heller took a visit to some worm grunters working in Tate's Hell State Forest in northwestern Florida. Because who else would have invented worm grunting other than some necks out in the Everglades? Uh, When the grunters rub a metal bar against a wooden stake that's been driven into the ground, worms seem to spring from the soil. It seems like magic, as if the worm grunters are really worm charmers. But behind it all, there's a scientific explanation. According to modern farmer, worm grunting works because the vibrations created by the metal and wood sound to worms like the sounds of a hungry mole. Ah, the best worm grunters are those who can do the best mole impressions. You guys, I do a mean mole impersonation. 
Upon sensing the vibrations, the worms head to the surface for self-protection. Unfortunately, they're fleeing right into the eager hands of the people who sell them for freshwater fishing bait. Yet, a stick and a metal slab aren't the only tools for grunting, says modern farmer. Elsewhere in the world, some people stick chainsaws in the ground. Some use pitchfork tines or saw into a sapling to create the necessary vibrations. The UK's 10-year-old Sophie Smith obtained the Guinness World Record for most worms charmed by sticking a fork in the ground and moving it around. Guinness, call me. You have no idea the things I've done, the records I've broken. Most podcast episodes about Morgulons? Right here. Yeah, just interesting. Has anyone out there tried any sort of sound therapy? Does that make sense at all? No, not really. I don't know if these are worms, guys. I, I increasingly uh, am convinced that they are some sort of weird fucking textile. These things, when you look under the microscope, when you go scoping and check out your face, like I do occasionally, uh, you'll see things that look like threads. I, I, they don't look like thread worms. They look like threads like woven threads what the fuck is up with that i don't know is there some kind of like genetically modified cotton crop out there gone haywire slipping through a wormhole into my clothing and then into my skin i don't know doesn't sound very likely but um what is the deal with morgulons and clothes guys have you guys noticed all the insane dryer lint and stuff like that when you do your laundry or just how many quote hairs are wrapped up in your laundry when it comes out clean quote unquote i have um i've seen a lot of weird stuff clothes being eaten by morgulons maybe um they they just seem to like clothes if anybody else has any experience with this would love to hear about it. Any insights? There have lately been a lot of uh, things in the media about the masks and worms. Um, check this out. This guy, the microbe hunter, made a video about the masks. It's pretty good. Check it out. Hi, microbe hunter here. And those strange moving fibers that you see, well, I found them here on this very face mask. And those fibers, they almost look like they're worms. And yeah, moving. And I've actually received emails from people worried. What people? Morgies, did you guys send the microbe hunter emails? You can be honest. That these are actually worms living in their skin and now also in the face mask. Well, I can reassure you, nothing like that. These are normal textile fibers from clothing. And in this video here, I'm going to show you how you can isolate them and how you can make them move. And at the end of the video, I'm also going to show you how you can make those spaghetti noodles move because the physics behind it is, is actually quite similar. Now, what I have done is I took directly the face mask and put it directly beneath a very low-cost handheld microscope and even they were able to reveal those textile fibers now most of them are not moving well i got out my microscope i checked out the mask i'm with this guy i think he's right especially when you look at real worms you're going to see that they look very different than those textile fibers. Now, this fiber over here almost seems to breathe a little bit, or there seems to be a heartbeat there um, pulsating, but of course, it's all nonsense. I wanted to get a better image quality, so I placed the face mask directly under my stereo microscope, and here, of course, I was able to see the fibers as well, and here too, they were kind of moving in a very interesting manner, almost like uh, they are alive. Of course, they're not alive, the physics behind it is 
is, of course, responsible uh, for this uh, movement. And, of course, I've also tried uh, to find uh, basically the fibers um, in different places. Um, and I've also, I'm also going to show this to you. I'm going to show you where you can isolate those fibers yourself so that you really believe me at the end that these are actually not worms, but actually textile fibers that can be found in the environment. And as a, as a matter of fact, they make up a large portion of our house dust. Well, this is all you have to do. This is how you collect those fibers. You pay, uh, put a uh, piece of sticky tape. Y'all, can we skip this? I think it's safe to say we know how to collect fibers. On your t-shirt, on your sweater, and you peel it off, and along come many of these fibers. I put everything on a microscope glass slide, and uh, under the microscope, we can already see textile fibers. Now, most of them are not able to move because they are stuck down to the slide, but if you look at the corner, at the edge, some of the fibers are actually sticking out away, and these are the fibers that we're going to have now a close to look at because they are able to move freely. And I'm going to make them move for you. And uh, if you want to, of course, uh, if you have a microscope at home, you can, of course, also try this at home. I will tell you the following. It's not static electricity, but even though that might also work, but it's not static electricity what I'm using here. Well, in any case, uh, I'll to you what I have done to make them move, and that is, is of course, it's moisture. Uh, all you have to do is, is you have to breathe carefully on the microscope slide. You have to breathe on those fibers. And what they will do is, is they will absorb the moisture of your breath. And uh, basically, they will then move. And then when you stop breathing, they will actually continue to move because they start to dry up again. And by drying, there are again new tensions that emerge. All right. I don't know about you guys, but I'm satisfied with this explanation um, and intrigued because I have seen other fiber-like materials that I have videotaped moving the, through time-lapse photography and not sure exactly what could have made those fibers move, if not moisture. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't know. Can clothes come alive and attack you and eat your face? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But there is fibers in my face eating it. And it's not normal. And it's not just like, oh, they're just from the environment. Or, oh, you surgically implanted them. No, I did not. Um, and I've lived my whole life without getting fibers from my environment in my face. But now I've got tons of them. And my skin has been peeling off this week, yes, in big sheets and strips. Not sure what that's about. Haven't been using any kind of crazy product. Just good old Morgulons being Morgulons. Hey, I thought this was interesting. This one final thing about worms that he mentions. So they have to be surrounded by water because otherwise they would immediately die off because it's too dry. And so you can see that actually their movement is much stronger and uh, the worms actually really look like worms and not just like irregular fibers. Well, you guys, I haven't solved any mysteries today on Morgulons and I'm not sure if I ever will. But what does seem clear is that the Morgulons, whatever they may be, do seem to need water. The only things that I have found that actually work on Morgulons are things that desiccate or dry out the Morgulons. Potassium salts, garlic salts, even table salts. Um, so though my skin looks like it has absolutely zero moisture in it right now, I guess it does. And I don't know how you get rid of all moisture in the skin. Is it possible? 
If it were, I would think that it would have occurred already on me because the last time I had a drink of water is when I slipped and fell in the shower in 1997. Uh, yeah, that's one of my dad's jokes. Um, I hope you guys have a great, great Wednesday, if today is Wednesday. And if not, I hope you have a great other day. All right, thanks for listening and stay tuned.